everyone, and welcome to and today's special guest, the show where Luke and I interview someone on the Smodown roster, the, Sp- the Smodown community, or the Smodown writing team like today. Today's special guest is on the writing team, and he is a friend of mine. I first met him during the online trivia days where he held both singles and teams gold. And if you ask him what his favorite wow. decade in movies is, he'll probably say the 80s. He is Jeremy the Atom Adams. Jeremy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing so great. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I've been a big fan of your channel since uh, I noticed you started it fairly recently here. And uh, yeah, when I saw you were starting to do a, a show with guests, I, I had to throw my my hat in the ring because uh, I've been able to be on a few after shows talking about the questions and stuff, and it's always fun and uh to to do to do it with you guys and you eli somebody that i you know i've known for quite a while it it just seemed like something i couldn't pass up so thank you no thank you so much for reaching out to wanting to be on the show that that's something where we always want is someone to either reach out or be interested in doing and you just again you and i having the background and you just being willing to say hey eli can i be on the show it it meant a lot to us and i'm glad so much that you wanted to be on the show I was curious, what shows have you been on so far? Um, the Let's Get Ready to Talk Show Down, uh, Spin from the Real. Uh, I think it's one. just those two. Yeah, I, I think it's just those two. Um, I've been interactive with a certain point of view, just being in the comments on their on their matches, on their reactions, and then they they kind of mentioned me a lot. And there was a whole thing that, that happened with Nikki DiMolanta that's pretty fun that I can probably get into later. But yeah, I feel like I've been on that show, but I actually haven't actually been on just just in kind of involved like in the chat and stuff. So Well, what what exactly got you into even the idea of the Schmodown before we even get in the writing side? What got you into even knowing about it? Well, without bragging or tooting my own horn, I like to say I'm like I'm like one of the really old school fans because I found out about uh, the Schmoes, Mark and, and Christian, way back, like, I, I want to say maybe even like 2010 or something like that because I used to listen to the Adam Carolla uh, podcast uh, to, to pass the days when I was working, and they were on there promoting just, you know, their Schmoes No Reviews um, before they even had, like, their the, the podcast or anything. So that's where I first heard about them, and at some point uh, I, I got onto the podcast um, and when they were at Toad Hop and all that kind of stuff, and I was very much a fan when they started doing the Schmodown on the, on the podcast in 2014, and I watched every match as it happened and, of course, followed over uh, and I, I just immediately knew this was something, man, I hope they turn this into something like that. This could, could really become something great. It's a great idea to mix wrestling and do live movie trivia. And I hadn't really found, uh, like specifically a movie trivia or a pop culture trivia show that really wet my appetite since way back in the, the days of beat the geeks, which is an interesting thing because one of the people from beat the geeks eventually found their way to the Schmodown uh, with Mark Edward Hoyk. So, uh, it was just an awesome thing for me, and yeah, when they when they uh, really started doing it and eventually launched it on Collider in season three, I mean, I was a fan uh, all the way, and I was pretty active on the Facebook group and everything pretty early on, uh, which eventually led to uh, connecting with people and and starting 
as Eli uh, calls in the online trivia league. So yeah, it, it was just hearing about these guys and eventually finding, you know, when they started doing the showdown. What made you want to get into the, like Eli says, the uh, somewhat the fan leagues or the other leagues? What, what, what was that step? Yeah, it was Christian at a certain point had started encouraging people to do reactions. So people, I don't know what it would maybe 2016, somewhere around there, people started filming themselves doing reactions. Um, and, you know, obviously there are people that, that we know that kind of launched like at least the party and stuff kind of launched their channels from, from doing that. Um, and it was, you know, something we all started kind of started watching. I know I, I started watching the reactions and, you know, thinking that was fun to see people filming themselves. And then in the Facebook group, um, they, they basically somebody come up with this idea of doing like a, a league where we all filmed ourselves doing reactions to the matches and like cataloged our points and stuff. And that's how I, I got involved with that. Just, just seemed fun. And, you know, I love movie trivia and I always kind of played along with the matches and thought, you know, I could do pretty well. So I started doing that and uh, started connecting with people. Um, and we, we kind of formed this little uh, kind of an informal fan league. It was just us filming ourselves doing reactions. Um, and that eventually, you know, altered into doing live trivia uh, in that channel. And I was the, the question, I, I just kind of was like, somebody needed to write questions. And I, I've always kind of written like little reviews and like like done trivia stuff just for fun. So the idea of writing questions impromptu in this little social group seemed fun. And that it just kind of all started from there, you know, and eventually alter into actually starting leagues and stuff later on. Hmm. Well, in speaking of different reactions and stuff, since you kind of start started out doing reactions and stuff like that, why do you think as the Schmodown has grown? you've seen less reactions to it as it's been growing bigger and bigger. You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I was just thinking about that the other day because I was just like literally counting down. I think there's, as far as I know, three channels doing reactions now, including you guys. And I watch all three of them religiously. And I can remember a time when they're, you know, maybe just, just maybe a year or two years ago, there was like 15 at a time uh, doing reactions. And I, I just, I don't know what it was. I, I think, you know, maybe people just um, naturally their appetites started to go more toward just the more of the recap after show stuff. Um, I think that the fact that um, players became more accessible to being on shows and to being guests uh, kind of fed into you know, let's have a format that's more focused on having the players and, you know, people behind the scenes on and interviewing them and stuff like that, rather than just filming ourselves doing reactions. And I think that, you know, people will, will do reactions for a while and then that'll kind of feed into them wanting to actually compete or do some or get involved in a, in a more hands-on way. So the, the reaction channels kind of fizzle out after a while and i just think that the views maybe haven't been there as much as they have been for some more of the after show content but for me personally um it's a bummer because i love watching the reactions as a question writer it's like one of the most fun things for me to get that visceral reaction of somebody reacting to a question that i wrote is just the most fun and trying to guess you know sometimes people that have a little more knowledge will try to guess who wrote the questions oh was that pj was that jeremy was you know somebody else that that's always fun too 
Yeah. It could also be like this is me hypothesizing. Just do you wish a with lot the of slow down? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I would just I'm say, sorry. Like, no, you're good. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was just saying, like a reason why reactions could be going away is could have gone away is that a majority, the main, like a handful of people who reacted like late to the party, they later on actually became competitors. So it could have been yeah. one of those. Oh, like that's we what don't. I was, yeah, that's what I was yeah. saying. Like a lot of those people, when they do reactions for a while, eventually they actually become competitors or get involved in some way, and yeah. Yeah, that could be a reason. Well, do you feel that... Do you think the reactions actually have helped the Schmodown in the long run? Or do you think it's kind of... Do you think it helps the views of the Schmodown or kind of hurts the views of the Schmodown? Because you, you could watch a reaction instead of watching the actual Schmodown. Um, the fact that the Schmodown has always gotten astronomically more views than any reaction channel makes me think that the reactions don't necessarily, you know, affect people watching the showdown. I think uh, a reaction channel is generally either going to be somebody, you know, and their friends kind of like doing filming reactions and sharing them with each other, or it's going to be maybe a personality kind of springs up in the community that somebody likes and they want to see how they uh, react to a match. I don't think that it's ever really been a substitute. Um, at least in a way that would actually compete with the Schmodown in any like real way. So um, I, I don't know. I just, I just think that it's something that I think has had its place in growing the Schmodown. I just think that that, that was kind of a time. It was a time when the Schmodown was kind of newer and it was kind of uh, forming and finding its voice and its identity and the reaction community kind of sprung out in that moment and I just think it's kind of shifted over time as we've seen the FCL launch and a lot of players and a lot of people that you know want to be involved in the Shmodan could go there or you know watch those matches uh, rather than maybe the reaction content and like I said the after shows you know have become more of a thing it's just I just think it, it was an important moment in time and it's just kind of altered and changed into other things as time has gone on. But I don't think it was ever something that, you know, was going to hurt the Schmodown. It, it was always just kind of a good thing for the fans. Hmm. Well, on a personal level for you, what is your favorite types of genres that you look into, especially when it comes to your question writing? Like, what's your favorite genre to grab questions from? Yeah, I mean, this is... Just as a movie fan, it's something that you get asked, like, what's your favorite movie genre? And then once people know you're a question writer, what's your favorite genre to write? And I've always said, like, I, I really don't have a favorite genre. I love all genres. And it's always been like a badge of honor. Like, you know, you'll get a lot of like, like more duty type guys saying, oh, I hate rom-coms and stuff like that. Like, I love rom-coms. I love chick flicks. Like one of my favorite movies growing up was Fried Green Tomatoes and stuff like that. <laughs> like any, any genre that's good, I, I love. Um, you know, and I love, you know, the IG stuff. I think the fact that the Schmodown has had the IG division from early on has, has, you know, added to my being a movie fan because I've gotten, you know, to get a little more involved in movies and kind of look at them more through that geek lens. Like uh, when you, you know, eventually are playing in a geek match or something and you've got to watch the Harry Potter movies in a different way, it opens your mind a bit. So I, I love those types of movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if I was just going to say what's the most fun for me to write or what's the most fun, and I 
think this surprises a lot of people. It might be horror just because um, as a kid, uh, horror movies uh, uh, were were something that were like, that. this was like, you aren't supposed to be watching those, but yeah, I would watch them. Like I would watch all the horror movies as a really young kid. And it was almost like you got this, this fun of doing the thing maybe you weren't really supposed to be doing. And the first author that, you know, I started really reading uh, when I started reading books was Stephen King. And he's been like the most important, you know, writer in, in my life. And, and I'm a huge fan of all the, the movies, good and bad that have been made of his works. So I think that, you know, I kind of share that with PJ, that that's a really fun uh, genre for me. But like I said, uh, any and all genres, there are things that I love. And and just to, to write about movies, to write any question about any movie is really fun. And a lot of guys, I you know, I've heard people that are writers say like, oh, I don't want to write about that or I don't want to write about that. And to me, the most fun is to write about things that I'm not as much of a fan of or that maybe I'm not as knowledgeable about to actually like research those those things. Um, like, you know, we've added uh, uh, pretty recently the wrestlers and movies category, and that's not something I'm not a wrestling guy at all. I've never watched wrestling. I mean, I've been aware of, you know, some wrestlers that have gone into films, but that's not really a corner that that was that that uh, big for me. So to be starting to watch more of those movies and be more aware of those performers and stuff has been really cool. And you you know, like I, ju I just found out that a pretty prominent wrestler is in Mad Max Fury Road. I didn't even know that. It's like you, you kind of learn these things and it, it's pretty cool. So uh, even the stuff that I'm not a fan of is is like some of my favorite questions to write as well. Yeah, Nathan Jones is in Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. Um, but yep. like you being a writer, do you think you being a former player in the online trivia leagues has helped out with your writing as well? Yeah, it's interesting because me being a player, me being a writer, we're just really simpatico. Like the whole point, you know, when we started the the Reaction League way back in early 2017, we just wanted to, you know, play basically, you know, it started off with the reactions and then we started doing live trivia and we just wanted to play. And it's like, you've got to have questions to play. So I started writing questions and that was, you know, and then a uh, little bit of a name drop. One of our, you know, people that we started all of it with was Chance Ellison and he was our mm -hmm. other writer. So when he would write some questions, oh. I would write some questions. And when, when I was playing, he would be the one person writing the questions. Um, and eventually he was one of the people that we launched Full Metal, uh, the Full Metal Trivia Channel with, uh, which was a little later on in 2017. But, is you know, it was one of the, like, the first major online trivia leagues or, you know, fan leagues, some people might say. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was always, they always went hand in hand for me. And I always felt like writing questions and then playing in leagues it, it was one thing fed into the other for me personally um but you know i did take a year off from from uh, competing uh you know it was last year um for most of 2020 i kind of took a break from competing and just really focused more on my question writing and you know some some more of my my personal life and stuff like that and i don't think that affected my my writing at all because you know i'd played so many matches and you know won some online trivia league titles and stuff that i didn't really sense a difference in the writing of the questions but you know i'm, I'm back starting to play some matches and stuff again and and it again it is fun to be doing both and um yeah i i don't know i maybe i would say 
it, it, if I was going to define it, I would say it goes more the other way. Like being a question writer helps you as a player. I think maybe more than being a player helps you as a question writer. But since they've always kind of been linked for me, um, you know, it's hard to say. How were you first contacted to be a part of the writing team for the Smodown? So way back in 2017, when we were doing the the Reaction League, um, we we had had some connections with some people involved in the Schmodown. We actually did a, a a Disney match, a live Disney match that I wrote, and the guest of the the guest of honor who played in that match was actually Chris Galicki, uh, Chris Galicki, who is the the head Schmodown question writer for many years. Um, so we had connections with Schmodown people all the way back then. Um, and uh, my my good friend Sandy Robinson, who was actually my my teammate for many years in the in the leagues, and also was uh, you know kind of ran Full Metal Trivia, one of the premier you know trivia leagues for a while. He had had a a, a relationship with Christian uh, going probably back to 2018, where they would kind of touch base now and then about you know what what was going on with our league and you know. Uh, when the seeds of uh, FCL were kind of being laid, I know they'd had some conversations. So there was always a connection there. And I know Christian and, and other people in the Schmodown's eyes had kind of been on what we were doing. And um, also it helped, you know, when Chance uh, got called up and went to the Schmodown, since he and I were pretty close and had worked together a lot and, you know, written together and, you know, started leagues together and everything, he, you know, uh, knew what I did and everything. So, uh, yeah, it, it, there was there were relationships there, and then I think the the real kind of breakthrough for me was because people kind of knew who I was. Um, they did a a kind of an exhibition match for the 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 rundown, the after show, the Schmodown rundown, and and all the hosts yeah. played. And Brad Gilmore was pretty uh, pretty new at that time, but he played in this match. And I actually was asked to write that match. And that was, I think, in 2018. So that was like the first time I actually officially did something that was kind of the furthest showdown. So, yeah, and, and William Bibiani was one of the hosts, which is really exciting because he's always been one of my favorite players. And I've been a fan of his, you know, just his podcast going way back before the showdown. So that was like uh, the first like real moment where I really started to feel like there was something going on there. But then, yeah, they, they needed a writer pretty early on in 2019 and I'd actually been at a live event when I was kind of standing there, you know, after, after the match with Chance Ellison and Chris Galiski and Chance was like, you know, Jeremy wants to write for the Schmodown, right? Chris. And Chris is like, Oh, he does. I, I thought he was busy with the, 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 the leagues and stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that. And he was like, mm, okay. So then a few months later, you know, they, they needed somebody and, and Chris just, you know, contacted me and, and uh, yeah, it, it had kind of been a natural thing that it wasn't overnight, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was an awesome thing. And, you know, we had a discussion. I, you know, basically one of the things that you have to do is you can no longer write for the, the fan leagues. You can have to, you can only write for the Schmodown. Uh, it's the same thing, you know, if you're a player, if you play in the Schmodown, you can't play in other leagues. So, uh, yeah, it, it was just a decision that I kind of had to make at that time. And, uh, yeah, it was exciting. And it's, you know, it's getting closer to two years now. It's been an amazing thing. And I still, you know, wake up some days and I can't really believe it. But, yeah, it was it was a pretty gradual thing of just um, uh, Christian knowing who we were and what we were doing, basically. Hmm. 
Well, I will say this past year, we have seen the questions actually getting much better. We don't have as many challenges on the certain questions that I think, as I think we've had in the past. But has there been any questions or anything that has caused a that has stuck out in your mind this year that's really affected a lot, a lot of things. Um, you mean like questions that were challenged or, or yeah, like challenged or something that just really sticks out to you that you were shocked was challenging, challenged so well. Oh, so like something that I was shocked was challenged. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. Um, I do, you know, just to step back a little, I do think that, um, Excuse me. I do think that the questions have gotten better. I think that, you know, we were doing a lot of when I when I came on the on the team in 2019, I do think we were doing a lot of good work. But I think um, once the transition kind of happened with PJ to take over, um, you know, Christian and PJ kind of have had conversations and kind of like really an overview of, you know, where they want the questions to be at at certain times. And I think, you know, uh, a decision was made to kind of take the difficulty down a little bit, make it a little easier, especially the round ones, you know, probably in later 2019 into 2020. And gradually over time, as you know, we've had seen a lot of talented players, uh, talented rookies rise, and we've gone into more tournaments, we've started to kind of gradually um up the difficulty of the questions but i think it's all been very natural um and it's all been something where we're all on the same page you kind of sympatico whereas maybe you know some of the ways that questions were written and put in docs in the past were a little more patchwork um and stuff like that but i just think there's been more of an overall vision particularly from pj and just the the fact that there, there's four main question writers who have been on the team and been a unit for, you know, over a year now, I think has also helped. Like we're all on the same page most of the time and we communicate, we kind of have our own areas of focus. Like um, Jose is one of our writers who, you know, really focuses a lot on the IG stuff. And he's actually, you know, he took a period of his life when he wasn't in uh, call, like when he was in between semesters at college to watch like all of the IG movies and take really deep notes on them. And, uh, oh, wow. you know, I think a lot of the great questions we've gotten in IG came from that. Um, and yeah, so I, I just think as a team, we've coalesced and the vision of where we want to be at any given time, you know, whether it was that that transitional period or whether it's now getting deeper into tournaments has, has made the questions better. Um, I think because we're we're very focused and we're kind of on the same page. I think that we've tightened up the questions a lot. Um, we've had some help from Skybound too. Um, at certain times, there have been uh, people there that have done some uh, some overseeing of the questions and you know catching maybe some errors here and there. Um, but we are always you know each one of us at a certain time will take a pass to look through and try to catch any any issue potential issues that we can. Things are always going to, you know, slip through. I mean, I think Christian has said we're not, it's not a huge team. It's not, you know, a team of 20 riders. It's it's basically four people um, with, you know, some help here and there. But, uh, you know, things are going to slip through here and then. And, and when they do, uh, I, you know, with the, you know, probably many hundreds of questions I've had in the schmo at this point, I would say maybe there have been three or four times that something I wrote got through and had an error in it. But believe me, I I knew that that happened. And I was like, every time I would watch those particular matches, it caused me great pain. Um, you know, I've had a couple times where um, for some reason I, I wrote uh, the last name of a character wrong 
or um, something with a release date year got got messed up or got wacky or something like that. But um, I, I, I'm pretty careful, like every time I write a question, particularly if there's any data in it, I'll, I'll do a quick IMDb double check or, or uh, you know, some factual double check, you know, something, if it's a, one of the more IG questions, I'll do, you know, a, a check on uh, fandom or whatever it is, you know, even if I know it's right, even if I know for sure it's the question's right, you always do that extra fact check, it doesn't matter. Um, and you always, you know, once you write like a batch of questions, you go back over them and, and you know, look over them again, even if, you know, you feel solid about them, you always, and, you know, and sometimes I'll run things, you know, by my friends and stuff like that. And, and actually saying some of the questions out loud will help you catch things too. So I'm very careful, but things have slipped through and, and when they do, it hurts. In terms of challenges, um, you know, there have been things that have bugged me and, uh, but I, I feel like just because I'm a writer, it doesn't really make my opinion much different than like the fans. Like I have my opinions about things and they're not necessarily more right than other people's opinions. Like for me personally, I never would have accepted, you know, uh, uh, Idris Alba, but other people have different opinions <laughs> oh, on no. that. So <laughs> yeah, just because I think saying Alba is, is incorrect. Uh, doesn't mean that they, you know, if you argue the other way, you don't have a, a point of view. That's so most of the challenges is like that. Um, there there have been times where I'm like, come on, guys. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm always like kind of in the middle where I like a little bit of leniency. But then there are certain things that I feel like it's got to be correct. Like, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Muppets in space, honestly. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's Muppets from space, like stuff like that. I feel like you should you should have that correct. Maybe the um, oh, saying Muppet Treasure, you, yeah, Muppet Muppet Treasure Island instead of Muppets Treasure Island. That I might be a little more lenient on because it's just it's just literally that one letter. But it, hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's it, it it's just you know it's just something we all have our own opinions on for the most part. There've been a couple challenges that were kind of like you know what's going on, but for the most part, it's just those little gray areas. You know, so throughout Peyton would really like you. Yeah. Throughout, um, oh, I oh. said Ben Bateman would really like you. Uh hey, I, I love Ben Bateman. <laughs> he's he's you know one of the most. He's done more for the Schmodown than most people, you know. But uh, you know, he says some things about the questions, and and uh, you know, I have some opinions about things he does in matches where we might butt heads. But that doesn't mean. I don't, you know, love and respect the guy and what he does. <laughs> but he, you know, he, he's, he's very Bateman. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why, but when you're talking about the challenges and all the only, I was thinking back to a question that got challenged and I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And it was yeah. the question about the, um, which Star Trek composer composed the score for Superman for the quest for peace. And like the entire con, like controversy behind if a yeah. TV show theme writer should mm -hmm. be counted as a composer. Like, I just want to know your opinion on that now, because like, I don't know why that was the only question that was popping in my head when you were like, ah, oh, challenges, this and that. Oh, I believe me. I'm not surprised that that one is in your head. I actually got into uh, a pretty lengthy debate with a friend uh, mm. uh, from the online leagues <laughs> over that one. <laughs> um, and I know, you know, there've been some, you know, debates in the community. Um, 
the way that I was kind of thinking about it and the way I kind of broke it down when I was um, discussing it with this person very passionately is there are questions that I think could be written better or written more clearly. Um, and then there are questions that are incorrect and that need to, there's something actually incorrect or false in the question. And to me, the questions that you throw out on a challenge are the ones that are actually incorrect or there's some wrong data in the question. Like it's got a wrong release date, a character's name is wrong, or uh, some plot detail is wrong, something like that. Um, but then there are questions that are just the way that they're written. Um, they, they, could, they could be sharper or there, maybe there's something tricky in there. And I don't think that, you know, anybody really likes those types of questions. I think that they're not popular. And this is a case where saying what Star Trek composer composed, you know, the Quest for Peace film, the referring to Alexander Courage as a, as a Star Trek composer, it, it does in the, of the way that it was written in the question, it is you know, kind of, it becomes tricky and kind of misleading. I think most people's mind would go to, oh, okay, who drew, who composed the Star Trek films? That's where your mind's going to go. But I would say as much as I don't love those kind of questions and I can, I can, you know, say I didn't write that one. Um, <laughs> uh, it's still to me, it's not i'm i'm very like laser focused on what's what's factual and what's correct and to me it's still not it's not wrong what it says in the question is not false or factually incorrect because it says what star trek composer and literally if you look up composer in the book all of composer means wrote music wrote the music so he wrote star trek music and his music is used and credited in the films um, I think in a lot of cases, it's an end of the end credits or it's like special thanks to Alexander Courage for his his uh, Star Trek theme. But that is still an accreditation. It is still listed, you know, in IMDb and the additional uh, music section. Um, and to me, that like on a technicality means that it technically is is correct. No, it's not incorrect in the way that it's written. Um, calling in composers just it kind of leads you down another path in terms of trying to answer in that 15 seconds and, and come up with an answer if you don't you know know right offhand who wrote who composed quest for peace um, so yeah i think there are questions where okay let's look at that question you know how did that go over or you know how did how was that received by the players in the fan community you know, and uh, let's reevaluate maybe those types of questions for the future. Um, you know, the same thing happens with difficulty level. For a long time, there were certain types of five point questions that, you know, what was the name of this character in this movie? Or what was the name of the, you know, the law firm in the firm? Like these really deep cut questions that the you know, majority of people aren't going to really have in their head right off the bat. And it, it was kind of taking down the enjoyment of the matches a little bit, having players get, you know, blindsided by those types of questions. And it's like, those are still fair questions. It's not like you can challenge and throw out the firm question because it's too hard. It's just, you know, maybe in the future, we want to kind of reassess, you know, having those particular questions in that particular place. And I think this is a, you know, something where as, as writers and as a community, we can reassess, but I, I don't like the idea, you know, that people are saying, oh, well, the, the challenge should have been, uh, you know, upheld and it should have been thrown out. I, I don't really like that because, again, it wasn't technically incorrect. And I can make a lot of arguments about, okay, well, if you're going to throw out a question because, you know, he, he wrote the theme for TV and then the theme was reused in the movies, well, what about 
using a song by a band that's used in a movie. Like that song wasn't recorded for the movie. That was just a song from a band's album that got used in the movie. You know, uh, are you going to throw, can you not ask about that? Because that's not a movie question. That's, that's actually technically a music question, but because it got used in the movie, now we're asking it in movie trivia. It's like, I, I feel like you can go down some slippery slopes with kind of stuff like that. And then the other thing that came to mind was uh, in a in an online trivia league match once I was asked, um, what TV theme song do they sing on the bus in planes, trains, and automobiles? It's like, it's the Flintstones. It's like, are you not, do not want to ask about TV theme songs that are sung in movies and stuff? Like, I don't like throwing questions out, you know, because you start getting in, you can open up these like Pandora's boxes and stuff like, yeah, criticizing the question or taking stock of the question is one thing, but throwing things out in a challenge, I, I personally am not a big fan of that. No. I was always curious about a writer's opinion on that particular challenge yeah. because it was one of those that was talked about almost everywhere, and I was just curious yeah. on the writer's opinion. If it had I, said Star Trek movie composer, it would have been you know uh, absolutely wrong. Because that's he never composed uh, specifically for the movie, so that would have been incorrect. And that's kind of where I where I drew the line there. Well, for me, I don't. I honestly thought the TV adding the TV part to the question was kind of extra information. You were given the who was the yeah the composer for uh, Superman, and so. All you really needed for that question was that the writers were just yeah. giving you some extra information, more context. Yeah, and I think it honestly would have been a better question if it had just asked who composed the, the questers piece. Um, I think that, you know, I I don't like personally when people get it, try to like fans or players, whoever it is, trying to get into the mindset of the writer. Like, oh, they were trying to be tricky. Like maybe the writer was trying to actually, well, let's. Alexander Courage isn't a very well-known name. Let's try to give a little extra information to actually, you know, maybe make the question easier. Or maybe, oh, they just thought that was really interesting that the guy that did the Star Trek theme did this movie. You know, I think they were trying to put some extra information in there. Um, but I, I don't know for sure that they're just trying to be tricky or trip up the player. Um, I think that people jump to those conclusions sometimes, and I, I don't really like that. Um, but you, you yeah. never know. Like, there have been a lot of cases for me uh, particularly back in the fan leagues where people were like, oh, you're trying to be tricky there. You're trying to make a really hard question. I'm like, I really wasn't. I just, I got tickled by a little detail. I'm like, ooh, I didn't know that guy did, was in that. Or I didn't know that person <laughs> directed that. That's really interesting. And so I'm going to make this a question. And then people are like, oh, you're just trying to stump people. And that's, I know for me personally, it's really not usually where I'm coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to ask on the the writing side of it, if you're going to sit down and you're saying, I've got to get questions for a match or questions ready, what is your process when trying to get questions together for the Smowdown? Um, it, it's always really been kind of easiest for me if I, if I just am writing category by category. So, um, you know, if we need round one questions, we have, you know, files for each of the round one categories. Uh, we have like a set list. So I'll just kind of go category by category. And, um, you know, that that's usually, and then maybe 
if I'm writing in one category, it'll spark, you know, a certain actor will come up and then I'll be like, oh yeah, they were also in this horror movie. Let me throw that question into horror. It's like, it'll bleed over a little bit as you go, but usually I'll go by category and then, you know, right round two, there's so many round two categories and I'll go through the whole, you know, alphabetical list from top to bottom and just write, you know, we use questions in this category, let's fill them in and then let's jump to the next category. And, uh, yeah, that, that usually works best for me. If I just sit down and say, I'm going to write questions, my mind will go blank pretty fast. And I actually, it actually helps me write better questions too, because you're, you're trying to write within a specific, you know, constraint and it'll spark uh, ideas that you wouldn't have had, you know, if you're just trying to think of, you know, let's say who, who is an actor in a movie, as opposed to let's have an actor who is in a bunch of sci-fi franchises, you know, let me think, you know, it's a sci-fi question. Who's been in a lot of sci-fi movie franchises, an actor that, you know, gets around now, all of a sudden you're having some cool ideas and stuff. So um, the more specific you kind of get in where, when you sit down to write has always kind of been better for me. And like I said, those challenges of, okay, I've got to write wrestlers in films or, you know, I've got to write uh, Akira Kurosawa or something, you know, that's a little more outside of, you know, uh, my usual wheelhouse, um, then all of a sudden you're, you're learning things and you're watching things and you're writing things that, uh, are very new and exciting for you. So, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of usually my process. I'm uh-huh. curious about how long do you have to write your questions? Like from the moment Christian tells you this is the match to when the match is actually recorded, how much time do you normally have? Um, well, basically we've got the round, we've got, you know, round two, round three, um, docs that we're always filling in. Um, so it's just kind of an ongoing matches are being recorded and we're filling up those docs. So I, I don't really, I can't really say there's a specific time limit there, but the matches themselves, the, the docs, uh, have the round one, the specific round ones for those particular matches. Um, and I would say we usually get those somewhere within a week of the match. Um, sometimes they're a little long, if they're a title match or something, we might get them a, a couple weeks out. Um, but I would say there've been a couple times where things kind of got added last minute and maybe we only had um you know a few days to you know get a particular round one dock and to figure out the you know the round two categories that were going to be on the wheel um but usually i'd say it's it's somewhere in that week period that we know um, but even with round one we have docs that have round one questions in there so usually um you know we'll have doc uh, i'll you always be filling those in so we'll have questions they can pull that have already been written that they can fill in, you know, and kind of fit them together in the right way for a particular match, you know, and PJ will write some new questions and stuff and, and, uh, you know, kind of put his magic on it before it goes to the final match. But yeah, it isn't, it isn't like the, the fan leagues where, you know, I would be <laughs> like, okay, we're going to do this match this week. I'm like, I got to write this match. It's not really like that. It's more like, uh, you know, we have our database and we just got to, you know, use the particular information to fill in the particular matches that week. And they'll do and and it's it's good because they'll do particularly now that we're getting back to um, live tapings again. You know, you could have a day where you you record a lot of matches in one day. Back in the Collider days, it would be like six or seven matches would get recorded in one day. So you have to really kind of think ahead, you know, 
what was going to be on those round two wheels and making sure that all of the questions were filled in. You had, you know, an overflow of questions because, you know, how many, you know, with, with 10 categories, um, you know, not including experience opponent's choice, that's, you know, with 70 categories, you need round two. You don't want to have too much, you know, overlap because you don't want to have a question get pulled or a category get pulled, you know, like four times that day because that's you know, going to be more questions than we probably have. So it's just a lot of like orchestrating like that, you know, looking at each match and it's almost more like it's like data filling in data more than it is having the right new stuff. So let me ask you this, uh, this might, I don't know if you've had connection with these questions, but mm -hmm. the Star Wars matches, how are those, those are so deep questions. You almost have to watch the movies a thousand times and then some, <laughs> and then like, I would think the question writing for those are so much more difficult than even sometimes the, the training to remember them. Yeah. Um, well, again, Star Wars and IG, there there is a database. There there are you know documents that have round two, round three questions in them. Um, so we will get ahead, uh, you know, filling in those docs. Um, but with round one, I would say it's a, it is a little more like. Um, we're having to write, you know, round one questions a, a, a little more, you know, as the matches come in than we are on uh, the, we just have a lot more over with singles and teams and even IG, we have a lot more overflow of round one questions just because there's so many yeah. more movies and so many more genres and stuff. And with Star Wars, you know, we're, we're we usually kind of write them and fill them in a little closer to match, I would say. Um, but for me personally, when I came in the league back in 2019, it was like, I, I, I don't know Star Wars for me. Like that wasn't <laughs> at all where, you know, I was even at that point, you know, with the Alex Damon match and even some of the Whitware matches and stuff, it was like, that's not what I do. <laughs> you know, this is something, this is a <laughs> whole different beast from, you know, what I, what I've been doing. I know I never, we never had a Star Wars league in our, in our leagues and stuff like that we had ig and stuff but this was like a whole other beast so i just kind of left that to skaliski and other you know guest writers that would come in that was kind of like their domain and then you know some at some point 2019 i gradually started writing more in ig they needed more hands on deck there um i did like write they like pretty early on as a writer i got to write a, a star trek uh exhibition match so that was kind of like going a little deeper, you know, kind of flexing those muscles a little bit of, of, you know, how you would write a match like that. So gradually, I think I was starting to kind of get my foot, you know, a little more toward the door of Star Wars. And then at a certain point in 2020, and uh, probably some somewhere later last year, it was like, well, we, we've done so many Star Wars matches at this point, we need more and more questions. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna finally just jump in the deep end and start trying to write some of these questions. Um, and you know what? It's been it's been pretty awesome actually. It's it is very different. It's basically, you know, they've asked so much. Like it's almost like they've taken all the meat off the bone. You know, like they stripped the animal clean in terms of all the surfacey stuff in those movies. So it's just kind of like you have to think of different ways to ask questions, and it has um you know forced us to go more into you know the stuff that they don't say in the movies like you know who's that one character what is their weapon what planet are they from what species of alien are they it's that kind of stuff that you're not necessarily going to get from watching the movie so you have to go 
Um, you have to be careful to go to like the canon, like you can just through research, you can go to the canon sources as opposed to the non-canon sources to get that information. Um, and going into, you know, the the quotes and the dialogue is always helpful because you can always kind of isolate a certain line of dialogue or a certain uh, piece of information, like a number or something that somebody says at some point, and uh, that'll give you a new question that that hasn't been asked before. It's just going going different places to get information um, than you would uh, just writing a more general movie trivia, and it's been really fun for me. But it's kind of one of those interesting things, like I was saying before, when people are like, that guy was trying to write a really hard question or be tricky, and with me, it's like I'm not. Uh, you know, a hardcore Star Wars fan. Like I, I didn't grow up reading the books or the comic books. Uh, I've never watched all of like the Clone Wars or, or uh, the, the Rebels. I've seen, a, you know, some episodes here or there. Um, and so it was like, yeah, I like the movies. I've seen all the movies, you know, quite a number of times, but it was never like something that I was, you know, really entrenched in all of the data and the minutia of. So I don't really have a good gauge of what's a really hard question and what's not a really hard question. Like I'll look, I'll be like, I'll look at a certain location or a certain character and I'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to ask a piece of information about that character. that seems fair. And someone will tell me that question was insane. That was, that was <laughs> like the most insane question. What is wrong with you? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the information was right there anybody could have found it i i mean i'm not like it isn't like a you know scientology you have to like uh, be in scientology for 10 years and then they give you the information like no it's all right there <laughs> so i thought it was a fair game question i i don't know man i'm not trying to be hard i'm just trying to write the questions i'm not i haven't you know like read all this stuff so it's it's kind of new for me um and uh, like I kind of hinted at the beginning, there's a, a really funny thing where I, I wrote a question that I'm sure you guys probably remember about um, what's the breathable part of the atmosphere in Hoth. <laughs> it's called the life zone. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, well, it's Hoth and, you know, it's something that's been referenced. So uh, I'll go ahead and throw that in round one and see if it sticks. And they kept it in there. And the next thing I know, <laughs> that's like the hardest round one question ever. And um Nikki DiMolanta was on uh, one of the after shows and uh, you know, that brought up that question to her. And then she was like, I, I don't know. You know, I think somebody named Jeremy something wrote that question. <laughs> it was like <laughs> the most funny thing ever to me. So if I ever, you know, were to, you know, be in the Schmodown, I would want my nickname to be Jeremy something at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, would you ever want to be in the Schmodown or do you enjoy the question writing too much? I mean, I would love to be in the Schmodown, and it actually was something that I had to think about, you know, be when way back in 2019 when they hired me for the writing team because I knew um, pretty early on I, you know, I couldn't do both. It's just it's just not feasible with the way that the Schmodown is set up, um, with the way that you know all the questions kind of feed into each other, and just you know, Christian wanting to keep things above board. You don't want you know people to be talking. Oh, that guy writes the questions and he's playing in the match and have any any of that kind of stuff in the in the online leagues where, you know, I think we all kind of have a more um, mm -hmm. casual, Clean casual attitude about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, he writes the questions, but he plays in matches and, you know, it's fine. Nobody really thinks twice about it that because it's but it's not, you know, the schmodown, it, it was in 
listed in an article on ESPN. I mean, it's it's really coalescing into a sport at this point, and you just want to you don't want to do anything that can be looked at, even even if every precaution was made that you know nothing you know shaky was happening. It still would be a little iffy, you know, to some people's eyes, and they just want to avoid any of that. So I knew pretty early on I couldn't do both, um, but. You know, Chance was going to be a player. I knew Robert Parker was going to be going to be a player pretty soon. Um, I think even Paulo Yama, you know, we kind of knew he was going at that point. Um, and it was like they they are going to be great competitors in the Shimodown. I think they're going to represent us there. But this was an opportunity where I had been, you know, writing so many questions and had worked in several different leagues and I just felt like this was my opportunity to really represent um, our community in the Schmodown and bring something new, something that came out of what we had been doing. Just, you know, having to write so many questions, you know, I, I would literally have to write like dozens of questions a week for the fan league. So having to being able to bring that experience into the Schmodown and, and have maybe a different viewpoint coming in, I thought that that, that was really the right thing for me um, and the thing that I didn't realize was like just how wonderful it is to be watching these matches and see your questions come up and having people that you love and respect and admire like William Bibiani and John Roca and Ben Bateman and all of these people <laughs> um, having to answer your questions and having people like Ken Knapsack and Andrew Guy reading your questions. It, uh, it, it's, it's an amazing thing. And, you know, Early on, it was like, wow, I can't. And being at some of the live matches in 2019, uh, where you know, being able to go to like the spectacular and stuff and actually see them uh, answer my questions live, it's just a real thrill. Um, I think, you know, being a player would be, you know, awesome and, and really great thrill for me. I've always enjoyed competing, I take it very seriously, but, um, you know, you're going to lose matches, you're going to have people you know, wagging their tongues in the fan group. There's going to be those dark nights of the soul. I've had them as a fan, as an online trivia league player. Um, and I know you're going to have that kind of heat on you in the Schmodan. Whereas with the question writing, though, occasionally, you know, somebody might, you know, have an issue with the question you wrote and it, it, it might kind of be annoying. It, for the most part, it's really only good. It's like you get to see your work being, um, you know, celebrated and, and being uh, showcased in these really awesome situations with these awesome people and, and on this big stage. And it's, it's been like one of the joys of my life to be able to do it. Um, you know, being at the spectacular or yeah, actually I forget, actually might've been a live match that I wasn't at, but I know there was the match where it was Dan versus um, Ben Bateman in the title match. And they oh, had the bet, the betting, the betting round question, of the Tyler Perry, um, what was Idris Elba's uh, uh, profession in the movie Daddy's Little Girls. And I was like, we had just started, the Tyler Perry category was pretty new. And I had, you know, wow. again, again, I don't really watch those movies. So again, that was like a challenge to try to write that category. And the only, like, I think I've seen three T Tyler Perry movies. And one of the only movies I'd seen was Daddy's Little Girls. So that was one of the first questions I wrote when we started writing that category. And to see that question come up and the like awesome moment of Ben Bateman needing the repeat and then not being 100% sure if he had it right and then getting it right. He was like, 
you know, was he a mechanic? Did he own the shop? How do I phrase the question? Like later he kind of revealed that whole like, like, uh, you know, decision that he had to make and then seeing him hit that and having that totally shift the momentum of the match. It's like to actually be involved in, in a moment like that is so amazing. Um, but yeah, I trust me, I, Eli knows he's had to, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we are, did we ever play against each other. I'm not sure, Eli, but we've we've kind of played, you know, adjacent to we've, each other and stuff. So. Yeah, we've played adjacent to each other a lot. I know I've had to answer quite a few of your questions. I remember my first match, sort of, with you as like a a writer was my match against yeah. Jacob London, and I remember that. And I was like, man, these questions are really good. I'm really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but now I I'm over here. Now I'm over here, you're writing for Smowdown, and I'm getting perfect round ones when Dan Merle isn't. <laughs> I remember some of your team matches, too, like uh, yeah. with, with Dan Allen, like uh, the, the heartbreaking Smoking the Bandit one, where I, oh, I was, like, watching the match. I wasn't, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't hosting that day. I was, like, watching the match later, and I'm screaming, it's Smokey and the Bandit. It's not Cannonball Run, Dan. Cannonball Run came out in the 80s. Smokey and the Bandit literally, came out in the 70s. Literally in my head, if this was my process, literally in my head, I was like, I think it's Smokey and the Bandit. But then he said Cannonball Run. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel more <laughs> confident in your answer than my answer because you've seen more yeah. movies than I have. This is just me he giving a guess. Yeah, Dan doesn't know dates. Like he'll get whole decades wrong. He's one of my best <laughs> friends. Like I'm not, I'm not smack talking the guy. He's one of my best friends in the community. But yeah, it, it was a hard. Oh, record. that's awesome. But, but but yeah, but Eli knows even just you know I think you've seen me play and and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And uh, yeah, I love I love being a competitor. Um, it's it's you know I, I like to think I'm pretty darn good and would give a heck of a good showing in the in the schmodown. Um, maybe one day, you know, it's still in the cards for me, but at this point it's, you know, maybe I'll have a week where it's like, man, I, I, I want to quit doing this and be a competitor and then a big match will air and I'll watch it, that match with my questions and it'd be like, I'll forget that. <laughs> it, it never gets old. Being, having the joy of, of, of having my questions in the matches, it never really gets old. So, um, yes, I, I love doing both and I think I could do good things in the showdown. Like I've, I've had, you know, I've thought about, you know, what my character would be or what faction I'd want to be on and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's really more just kind of like, you know, in the back of my mind, just kind of like a whimsy. It isn't, you know, like I'm, I got my, my eye on the ball of actually getting these questions written and these matches done. And that's where your focus has to be. Nice. So here's here's a question, and this might be a little not really controversial per se. Mm -hmm. What was your reaction to Zach Snyder or Jeff Snyder's reaction to his last match? Because as of right now, we just found out that that Jeff Snyder is exiting yeah. the showdown. So what was your well, reaction to that match? Let me let me just say, you know, I think that Jeff Snyder is. I was really sad to hear that news. I think he's one of the great. Yeah, you know, competitors ever in the history of the Schmodown. I think that he, as much as anybody else, as an important, you know, had an important part to play in growing the league and making it great and giving us great matches. You know, what the Patriots did in really solidifying what the team's league can be, what the team's division can be, can never be, you know, minimized. And 
here's the thing with Jeff, the guy, the guy is passionate, you know, he, he's going to yep. be open about what he thinks, particularly in a, in a tense moment. And I can be that way too. There've been times, you know, I try to rein it in, but there've been times in, you know, online matches where I'm, you know, that question hits me that I think, you know, maybe isn't entirely fair, or maybe I feel like, you know, something, something was going on to try to, you know, stump a player at a certain point in, in, and, or something about the question struck me the wrong way, and I and I have a passionate reaction to it. Um, <laughs> I'll never forget in in a match, you know, years ago, uh, you we we had we got asked about two different movies at the end of a match, and um, the other player got I I forget what movie it was, but it was something some well known movie from a well known director, you know, uh, that you know most most people would know. And I got asked about a movie called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which is a <laughs> underground like like indie horror comedy from the seventies. That, by the way, I thought it'd come out in the eighties because I saw it on TV when I was a kid. So I kind of thought it was in the eighties. I didn't even remember that it had come out in the seventies. But this is like, no, you've never heard of any actor in it. You've never heard of the director. It's just kind of like one of those curio movies that cut whenever you're talking about like, you know, uh, uh, cult classic cinema, that title will come up now and then. But that's a, it's a it's a far cry from that movie to like this major movie that the other guy got. So I was I was pretty salty at the end of that match. So I can I can feel that frustration um, in terms of, you know, what what happened and, you know, what may or may not have happened in that particular case. I'm not going to. You know, I don't really feel it's my place to comment too much. Um, yeah, yeah. Other, other, other than to say, uh, you know, I think it's been it's been public knowledge at this point that the because of the confusion with, um, you know, what what's a new release, you know, since of COVID, we haven't really had movies being released in the theater. We've had to actually make a list of the movies that are going to be available to be asked. Um, that were streamed yeah. films um, and the players were given this list and that particular movie was on that list. So because of that, I feel like we were on firm ground. And if a faction or a player had an issue with the movie that was on there, um, that's certainly something they could have brought up prior to the match. Um, but the fact that nothing was said and that that was on that list and, you know, went through to the match, I feel like, you know, we, we had, we had, we had done we had been as fair as we can be on our end and there was certainly nothing that that we did that we we were trying to be unfair in any way um but that doesn't mean that somebody is going to have a a reaction and and other than that i you know i can I, I can't comment any, too much more than that but that, that my overall no. point would be people are going to not like certain questions and have a reaction and that's fair <laughs> you know it's playing is a very stressful thing sometimes Speaking of lists, no, I, I agree. I think that's great. Speaking of lists of films, you knowing that I want to be a competitor, can I ever get that IG list of films so I can so I can eventually study and be like, I know how to play now in IG. I understand if it's a no, but still, <laughs> hey, I, it's not my my place to be giving people lists. If you want to go to <laughs> Christian and PJ and see if they'll return your calls, that's fine with me. <laughs> I don't know. I I think like if you if you follow you know if you're just like following certain um after shows and things where christian and pj have appeared um maybe even some of the interviews i've done you might be able to piece some of it together <laughs> like um, i'm pretty sure it was i'm not going to repeat it here but i'm pretty sure it was just kind of said in a in a certain 
uh, interview somewhere what's in um, Swashbuckling Adventure, for example. Like there actually aren't aren't that many movies in that. I know there was a lot of debate in a group about Swashbuckling Adventure. That could be anything. Like that could be a million different movies, but it's actually only like twelve movies, honestly. So it's like Zorro uh, and you know, the Pirates movies. Yeah. Yeah, but the information is kind of out there. But no, I'm not going to be giving anybody any lists. I'm I, I'm not going <laughs> to put my, you know, and what are you doing, Jeremy? I don't want to get that message. <laughs> I may ask you after the show what the bonus question was for the Merlin Sloth match, just to see if I could get a perfect nine points, just to see. Um, but the I, only reason, the only reason I'm not going to tell you is because if the bonus question wasn't used, it'll probably roll over to another match. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, take away the integrity of your reaction. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, we're, we're about to have to wrap up, but okay. I have one final question. If they were to ever do a writer's exhibition match where it's all the writers playing against each other, who is going to write that match? And would you be happy to have that match? Yeah, I've actually been pushing for that in the group. <laughs> like any time a post goes up in the show, you know, uh, what's your bucket list or what do you want? And, and I'm always pushing for, you know, a question writer exhibition i think you know it's it doesn't maybe speak that well of my character because i'm you know i'm a very <laughs> experienced player um whereas the other player the other question writers maybe aren't as experienced as players as me so it's a little <laughs> bit of you know a little a little wonky on my part but just to be able to to you know these these honestly these people that i've been collaborating with that that i've been working with that i respect so much i think that would be an awesome thing um, in terms of who would write it, I mean, my initial um, thought was it would be the FCL people, but PJ actually floated the uh -huh. idea that it should be competitors, which I think would be really fun. Mm -hmm. I think to actually have a group of competitors get together and write that match over a weekend or something, that would be pretty neat. So, hey, I'm down for any of it, honestly. I just know Man. that if a lot of if a lot of IG stuff comes into the match, then Jose is going to end up smoking us all. So that, that would be the one like question mark. <laughs> Man, I would, I honestly would love to see it. I know PJ and Abby have played at least one match in multiplex, so they have at least one match of experience. But again, that has been our interview. Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on. If you have anything to plug, like social media stuff, you can go ahead and do it right now. I'm really just, uh, I'm Jeremy Adams on Facebook, and I have a YouTube channel, uh, Jeremy Adams. Um, I have a Twitter. I don't use it that much. I need to get more on that. But really, just you can find those places. And you know, I'm always around in the Schmodown group. Um, and I do still have. Uh, I do still help out with Full Metal Trivia. Always, you know, check out that that league if you can. So that that that's pretty much it. But uh, yeah, got my name in the community. And anyone ever wants to to have me on to talk questions or or do anything, I'm always available. Again, thank you awesome. so much for reaching out and thank you so much for accepting our invitation after you reached out. This was a blast. I'm so glad to see you again face-to-face. -face. And I also, love what you guys I, are doing. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Also, we'd, we'd love maybe in the future to have you on again. We This was a great interview and thank just you. getting your inside and it's been, it's been great. Anytime, guys. So that All has right. been... Our interview, I've been your host, Sam McKeg. I've been joined by Luke Suttered and Jeremy Adams. Be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Also hit the notification bell if you want to be 
be kept up to date to whenever a new and today's special guest comes up. But all that's been said, I hope you all have a great rest of the day.